Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. We're back today with the second part of our reporting about the new vaccines. So roll up your sleeves, sit back. We're going to be super excited. We are definitely going to be on point here. Is that why, even though they're both mRNA, Pfizer and Moderna vaccines live at different temperatures? Yeah, that's exactly right. Now, Moderna has been working on mRNA vaccines for a while and even created the lipid molecular shell that is much more stable than what other companies use. Although there is a rumor of another vaccine in the works that may even be more stable than Moderna's. Yeah, and also, can I also say this? Moderna, yeah, yeah. right? It's got the M and it's got the RNA. Don't you have to roll. You, Doc Griggs has heard me say this a million times, but I just wanted... Yeah, because ironically... They, ironically, they, they, I, that's what they, you just they, did. You just they, rolled your eyes at me. Yeah, exactly. They, Moderna is a company put together specifically for this vaccine. That's right. And that's why they called it mRNA, Moderna. Yeah. There should be those that... Uh, the more you know with that ding and the light bulb playing when he says that, right? <laughs> but let's get back to the mRNA. That You talked about this lipid layer, right? It's a layer of fat. No, that helps protect the mRNA to keep it stable. Is that the way it works? Yeah, once this, it gets lip, the body? this lipid layer is also made up of a substance which is similar to the outside of our cells. So this way it allows for the lipid particle to blend because it's made out of the same material. So it basically just blends right in to the cellular wall. And of course, that actually helps to absorb the mRNA so that they can begin its job of making those antigen or the spike proteins. Then it degrades so that it doesn't overwhelm our body. Body. Slowly. Right. But Snapchatty. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so the nanoscience of this vaccine is pretty cool, but let's jump away from it for a few minutes. Talk about the different temperatures of vaccines and what that means for the distribution. And, uh, you know, you're the expert here. So tell me first how cold these vaccines really need to be. Well, the Pfizer vaccine needs to be kept really cold <laughs> for a long period of time. It has to be around negative 70 degrees Ooh. Celsius, mm. which is about negative 94 degrees Fahrenheit. Dude, I'm getting the chills just thinking about it. Yeah. It has to be stored in special freezers found mainly in scientific labs. So if it has to be kept that cold, how can it be sent around the country or around the world for that matter for distribution? Now, Pfizer has created a detailed plan for how they can distribute the vaccine, even though it needs to be kept ultra cold. Now, they actually very early in the pandemic realized that they would have this problem and were very proactive about solving it. So they designed and mass produced a thermos that keeps the vaccine at minus 70 degrees using dry ice that can stay cold for up to 10 days. This is actually referred to as a cold chain, and this was very smart for them to do. So this way, the vaccine could be transported from place to place. What happens if it breaks or if it gets overheated during shipping? Pfizer put temperature sensors in each package that transmit information back to them. This way, if any of the batches of the vaccine are not temperature controlled properly, they will know immediately and can remove that shipment. How cool is that? Yeah, it seems like they thought of almost everything, huh? Yeah. So once that shipment is received by the distribution center, such as in the hospital, they have three options. They can store it in the refrigerator where it'll hold for five days, or they can keep it in the shipping containers and keep replacing 
placing the dry ice for up to 30 days, or finally they can place it in the ultra cold freezer where it can be good for up to six months. Dude, how, how big are these shipping containers? They can hold between 1,000 to 5,000 doses of vaccine. So if someone doesn't have an ultra cold freezer or a lot of dry ice, They'll have five days to distribute up to 5,000 vaccines. Yeah, so you just identified one of the biggest challenges. It's easy for large hospitals to use a shipment of vaccines before vaccinating staff and having it available for patients if there's extra. Now, these locations are also more likely to have access to ultra-cold freezers on proximity to research labs. But it seems like places like drugstores or in the rural areas, they would struggle trying to distribute the vaccine in that way. Exactly. So this has also created a scare in the past couple of weeks that there would be a shortage of dry ice. Earlier in the pandemic, like everything else, there was a period of time where dry ice production was down because the ethanol plants where most carbon dioxide needed to make dry ice comes from were closed. Luckily, though, it sounds like a fear of dry ice shortage with vaccine rollout didn't come to pass. So how are we going to get the vaccine to rural places or countries without reliable electricity to keep freezers or refrigerators running? Now, there's a lot going on in the world of innovation right now to address these problems. One company had the foresight to ramp up production of ultra-cold freezers all the way back in January. Scientists are even trying to create solar-powered freezers that can be used in places without reliable electricity. Dude, this sounds amazing. And with us going deeper and deeper into it, I think now is a perfect time to bring on one of our amazing, amazing research residents, Karen. Dr. Karen, come on and uh, fill us in. Help us, help us out. Hey, guys. Thank you for that introduction. I am Karen Schaefer, and I am one of the writers for Noise Filter. And as I said, I'm also a surgical resident. So with the time constraints of the Pfizer vaccine, it sounds like distribution centers would be in a huge time crunch to use all the vials of vaccine available. They definitely are, uh, Dr. Karen. And this is why hospitals and other places currently vaccinating are careful to make sure that people who sign up do come so that doses are not wasted. Those are very valuable. It's also important to note, I think, that the temperatures needed to keep the vaccine usable might actually change as more data comes out about these different vaccines. I love our writers. They're all brilliant. That's such a good point. Thank you for bringing that up. Now, Pfizer will keep testing their vaccine at warmer and warmer temperatures and adjust recommendations as it continues to get data. For now, they are being conservative as the vaccine is being rolled out. So what about the Moderna vaccine? Moderna is a little bit more stable. It can be stored in a regular freezer for up to six months and a regular temperature refrigerator for 30 days. So we haven't talked about that other vaccine expected to receive FDA emergency use approval soon. So that's true. This is the vaccine from Johnson & Johnson. So let's talk about what's different about this vaccine. So the major difference is that it actually uses DNA and not RNA. Right. And DNA is just like our genetic code, right? Yeah, it's very similar. So basically what they're doing is they're using a modified version of a different virus called adenovirus, which is a virus of the common cold. And um, they're using that as a vector to deliver a DNA version of the COVID spike gene into our cells. That's right. And just to be clear, that adenovirus they're injecting, they've kind of like chemically castrated it to a certain degree, right? It does not cause any of the typical common cold problems that humans have when they get adenovirus. Exactly. It's just a vehicle to get the DNA into cells. They inactivated it so it can't replicate or manufacture any of its own proteins. But the reason they have to do this is that to work, the DNA actually does have to get into the nucleus or that center part of our cells where DNA lives 
just so that it can be turned into mRNA. I see. Okay. So then at that point, do our bodies then create the proteins as well? Yeah. So basically, this is just taking it back one step. So we have DNA to RNA to proteins rather than just RNA to proteins. Uh Aha. And does this vaccine need to be kept ultra cold as well? No. So that's the nice thing about DNA. It's much more stable than RNA. So we're expecting it to be completely stable at the temperature of a regular refrigerator, which will make distribution much easier. And what about it being as effective as the other two? For now, we don't really have all of the data because the study hasn't been published yet. It's supposed to come out next month. We're all very excited to see what it shows. But they seem to be really excited about the results that they have so far. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. But at this time, it's looking promising. Got it. And I have one more question. We're at the end of this segment, but uh, here's my question to you. Can we have you full-time and any chance you can replace Doc Riggs? <laughs> Go Please do. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Doc Griggs? Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to noisefiltershow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.